Hey, and welcome to episode 67 of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. And this week's episode is going to be maybe a bit of a triggering one for people. This week's episode is miscarriages, the silent heartbreaker. And that's exactly what it is, the silent heartbreaker. Miscarriages are far more common than people realise. It's estimated that one in two early pregnancies will miscarry and they're just seen as a late period or a very heavy period that women don't even know that they've had them. It's estimated that one in six women who will get a positive pregnancy test will miscarry. A miscarriage is a pregnancy loss anywhere up to 25 weeks. After that, it's classed as a stillbirth. And miscarriages are something that women go through silently. A lot of the time, nobody knows that they're pregnant. They haven't told family. They haven't told friends. They haven't told work colleagues. Usually people don't tell anyone until the first 12 weeks is over as the first 12 weeks is the most common time to miscarry the first trimester when it comes to miscarriages that there are many 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 different causes for it there the majority of miscarriages are caused from a genetically abnormal embryo and that's purely the chromosomes within that embryo will not thrive outside of the womb so the body will detect this and the body will reject the embryo. Implantation is quite an aggressive process I I know we call it the miracle of life but when it comes to implantation an embryo is physically burying itself within the lining of your womb and the cells that are within the lining of your womb, within the endometrium, and the cell will pick up on the cells that are within the embryo. And if the body detects that there's something off, it's not going to let it implant properly. That's the majority of miscarriages. There are other causes as well for, for some women. There can be structural problems like submucosal fibroids or uterine septums there can be endocrine disorders there can be immune system disorders blood clotting disorders hormonal conditions predominantly low progesterone it's progesterone that will thicken the lining of the womb to help the embryo attach repeated miscarriages are usually down to the likes of cervical incompetence or possible blood clots within the placenta. Sometimes it can it can actually be down to the sperm. It can be down to the partner. Sometimes it can be down to mineral mineral deficiencies as well as nutrient deficiencies and again hormone deficiencies, your progesterone. 
finding out the root cause for women who've had consecutive miscarriages is really important so that you can find what the problem is and you can help it. But a lot of the time, miscarriages can just be spontaneous and it's just down to that abnormal embryo. Unfortunately, you have to have three consecutive miscarriages before you can be sent for any further investigations to see if there is any sort of structural issues going on. And this is hard, it's, it's really tough because women are going through a massive loss over and over and over again before they're allowed to even consider looking for a possible cause. What I see a lot in clinic is, and not just in clinic, messages from women on Instagram where they've had two miscarriages and their doctor has said, we have to wait for a third before we can do further investigations. And it's heartbreaking because they are blaming themselves. And it's, it's not your fault. It's never your fault. I know for a lot of women, there are a lot of feelings around, there are a lot of different feelings, there are a lot of mixed feelings. There is feelings of being inadequate as a woman, not being able to hold, not being able to carry. There's feelings of guilt, there's feelings of shame. Everybody has their own feelings when it comes to miscarriages. But the most common one is that overwhelming grief. For some people, there's actually relief. And I know that may sound really strange. But everybody's, excuse me, everybody's process is different and everybody's circumstances are different. But at the end of the day, even though if there is relief, there still comes pain with that. For those who have suffered miscarriages in the past, the whole process then of trying to conceive again is really stressful and worrying. You're in a constant stage of fear. There are different things that can that can help support the body system. Coming at this from a herbalist standpoint, like herbal remedies may prove effective in preventing another miscarriage. But in saying that, that's only in cases where the outlook of the pregnancy is not good. Or sorry, the outlook of the pregnancy is good. Herbs can only support the body's own system. They, they can't oppose it. So if the body's purpose is to actually terminate the pregnancy, no herbal treatment, no conventional treatment is going to prevent that process. Now, if the fetus is normal and your general health, physical, emotional, mental is good when you're next conceiving, herbs may be able to support the system. But even before looking at herbs, there's a lot that you can do yourself. Looking at lifestyle, looking at any sort of vitamin and mineral deficiencies within the system, looking at balancing your hormones, looking at your immune system. Your immune function really needs to be optimum 
for when for conception but also for carrying a pregnancy to term because when you think about it an embryo is actually technically a foreign object that's implanting itself on the womb the reason being for this is because half of the tissue of the embryo is made up from sperm which is a foreign object if there's ever a foreign object that comes into the body the immune system is designed to eliminate it so first things first when looking at conceiving again would be to look at your immune function look at your overall health and wellness look at your stress now i'm not saying that stress is a cause of miscarriage what i'm saying is stress is a cause of it's one of the major causes of a declined immune system stress attacks the gut the adrenal glands and when we're looking at both the gut and adrenal glands we're looking at hormone production and hormone function And then there are lots of herbs that you can use to help to prepare the body for conception again. Hormone balance and herbs to make sure that your progesterone levels are optimum enough. The likes of wild yam, alcamilla or ladies mantle, Chinese angelica, shatavari. These are all really good yin tonics. They're all really important for strengthening the female reproductive tract but also looking at herbs then that are going to strengthen the the cervical lining or the cervical opening should I say the likes of false unicorn root beth root raspberry leaf these are all very important for uterine stability. But looking at these herbs, it's it's all very individual and it's all very specific to the person. But knowing that there are things out there that can help, I think is I'm not gonna say half the battle, maybe a tenth of the battle, but knowing that you can actually support the body system within itself. For anyone who has had three consecutive miscarriages, I would be saying to you, go to a consultant, find out exactly what it is that's going on and why this is happening. Once you know the cause, you can you can start to plan. If you're someone who has recently suffered a miscarriage, What I will say to you now is to rest. Your body, your physical body, but your emotional body is after going through an extremely traumatic experience. Right now you need to listen to your body and do what feels right for you. You don't have to put a brave face on to face the world. You can lock yourself away in a room for a few weeks, that's okay. Don't shut people out though. Let people in and let people support you. If you have a partner, don't shut him out. Let him or her, depending on how you have conceived, let your partner in. Let them support you. 
they've also gone through a loss. You can be there for each other. But I do know that for partners, it's it's quite hard on them to stand by and see you go through it because they don't know what to do. They don't know how it feels. When you lose a pregnancy, it's like you can feel that life leaving your body. And you feel like nobody can understand. And nobody can fully understand how it is for you because it's it's you. Nobody else is living in that exact moment at that exact time. Nobody else is feeling these exact things. Women have gone through similar experiences, but nobody is going through your exact experience right now. Well, listen to your body. Give it rest. It needs to recuperate. And you need to recuperate. One question I get asked a lot is, when can you start trying again? And a lot of doctors will say to give it one or two cycles just so that your cycle does regulate again and you know when you're going to be ovulating and you can have the optimum chance of conception. Coming from a naturopathic point of view and a TCM point of view, we would actually say six months. You need to give your body six months rest for hormones to balance but for energy levels to come back because you're after losing quite a lot of blood your body went through a extremely harsh experience to expel the fetus. I hate that word, sorry. To expel the embryo or the baby, whatever it is that you want to call it. I personally call it baby. The science in me came out there. But the body went through quite a harsh process to do that. You've lost quite a lot of blood. Your your yin organs are quite depleted right now and they need to be nourished. They need to be brought back up. What I would say is for the next six months is to focus on overall health and wellness as in foods that are going to give you energy, foods that are going to give you life, foods that are going to nourish your adrenal glands and your nervous system and your gut. So the likes of bone broths, all your root veggies, maca powder, beetroot and and spinach smoothies, nut butters, seed butters, oily fish, all the foods that are going to help balance your hormones again and help bring your energy levels back. One thing that's really important is nourishing your nervous system right now. So lots and lots of magnesium. Magnesium is one of the key components for a healthy nervous system. The reason your nervous system needs this is because you've gone through a really emotional, traumatic experience and your nervous system is going to be shot. And then looking at going to try again, for a lot of women, they're in a state of worry and panic so making sure that you're supporting yourself through that 
I think the, depending on what stage you are or were when you had a miscarriage, I think the actual process of losing is more painful emotionally than it is physically. It is very painful physically, but I think it's more the emotional pain. I think the most important thing for women who have had a miscarriage is knowing that it's okay to grieve whatever way it is that you're grieving. But how important it is to grieve, to acknowledge what happened, to let your body feel sad, let your entire being weep and sob. Acknowledge that there was a little soul in there. Typically, they say there's the five different stages of grief. There's shock and denial, there's anger and guilt, depression and despair, and then acceptance. And yes, they are there, but it, it's not linear. You can bounce over and back between different stages of grief. You can get stuck in anger and guilt and shame. <clears throat> you can get stuck in depression and despair. The acceptance part may take a while. For me, it took a year. Everyone feels different emotions. Everyone feels different things around it. And for me, my story is a, a strange one. It's I had to accept a lot of different things. I was very, very early stage. I was, I just found out and then I'd lost. And I wasn't planning on being pregnant. I wasn't actively trying. It was a surprise. And when when I found out I didn't know how to react because I was not in a position to have a baby yet all I've ever wanted and all of my fears ever since I was 15 was that I wouldn't be able to have kids and yet all I've ever wanted is to have kids or at least one anyway But that time was not the right time. It wasn't a healthy time or a healthy environment, should I say, for a baby to come into. But then the next day my period came. Or I say my period came the next day I bled. And I had relief. I had relief 
and then all-consuming sadness and pain and complete despair. But I had so much guilt and shame over that relief. And it took me a year to be able to let go of that. And it was on Mother's Day just gone this year that I was able to do that. Mother's Day this year was the first weekend in lockdown. When I say lockdown was a roller coaster for me, rock, lockdown really was. <laughs> but it was the first weekend in lockdown, hopped into the car and I drove out to Coral Beach in Galway, out in Connemara. And I sat there and I wrote a letter to that little soul. And I acknowledged that little soul. I apologised to that little soul. And I told it how much I loved it and how much I wanted it. But it just wasn't the right time. I thanked her for letting me know that I could conceive because that's taken a lot of my fears away around conceiving now. And I told her that I would always carry her with me. I say her, how was I to know, but I have that feeling. I actually had a dream the next night after I had missed and in the dream my grandmother was in it she told me that she had her and she was going to mind her until I was to come back I don't know what any of your belief systems are out there everybody has their own but to me that gave me a sense of ease Going through your own process yourself has to be done. You have to let yourself feel whatever it is you feel, even if it is relief. My relief, there's many different reasons for that that I won't go into. But I carried that guilt and shame for just over a year. And it wasn't until I finally released it, or when I finally acknowledged it, and I let myself be okay with it. And I accepted the fact that it wasn't the right time and it wasn't the right environment. But that I still had love for that little soul. I've spoken to my mother about it and 
she's someone who's always said to me that things always happen for a reason and I know that can be really hard to hear when you're going through something especially something like this but it is very in my case true for my entire life (laughs) everything that has happened to me hasn't happened to me it has happened for me everybody's stories are different and everybody's emotions are different so it's about honoring your own and honoring your own wants and needs throughout this time reach out to people though I didn't and that's why I say it's the silent killer or not the silent killer the silent heartbreaker I think I only told my sister a few months ago It's something I didn't want to talk about. It's something I didn't want to acknowledge because I had so many negative emotions attached to it. That guilt and shame. It wasn't that I didn't want that baby. It was that it wasn't the right time. For anyone who is going through a miscarriage right now, or who has just recently gone through one, just please be gentle on yourself. Open up to someone. Find someone that you can open up to and talk to them or just cry and let it out. All right. I cried when it happened. I sobbed. But then I didn't feel, I wouldn't let myself feel anything. Heard for a long time. It was when I was sitting out in Coral Beach writing that letter and the tears just came. They just flowed. And a couple with a baby came and sat maybe three feet away from me. And the woman saw me. She could see the tears. She could see the letter that I was writing. And she could see the, where I left the letter. And when I got up to leave, she looked at me. And she just nodded. with a look in her eyes as if she knew. I nodded back. And there was an understanding there. I'm very grateful to that woman actually that day. Feel whatever it is that you have to feel. Don't bury it. Don't bury it for a year. It took me a long time to do this podcast because I had an emotional attachment to it, obviously. But I don't talk about things that I haven't healed this I have healed and like I said I will carry her with me so that's this week's episode of World is Happy Hormones not so much a happy episode this week I know that but I just feel with 
when it comes to miscarriage, it's spoken about in hushed tones and hushed voices and there's still some sort of stigma around it. Whereas I actually feel that if we can start speaking about it, it'll make the process so much easier for women who are going through them at the moment. To know that there are other women out there who can support them through them, through it, who can hold them through it. You often see, or you would often hear the term, the circle of women. Women need circles. They need their sisters, their mothers. They need to be held, especially going through times like that. And for anyone who has had a miscarriage, be it recently or 10 years ago, I'm sorry you had to go through that pain. So I'm sending love your way. I usually end these episodes with happy Friday and happy hormones and can't really, it's not that I can't, just doesn't feel fitting. (laughs) So I will see you next week is what I will say.